Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. I'm awfully glad you've joined us today. And I have something that I want to talk about that I've really talked about most of my life. And that is, I want to say to all of you, men, women, wives, husbands, fathers, mothers, keepers of the home, so much now that... This is no longer just a job for women. It's a big and complicated job to run a family, to have enough support to pay the rent or the mortgage or the grocery bill or the gas tank at $5 a gallon. And we're doing it together like we've never done it before. And I'm grateful for that. I want you to know that I know what it means day after day dealing with the training and the developing of the lives of children, infants and teenagers and everything in between. And they never jump up and down and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want you to send me a letter and tell me the amount of the check. If any one of those children have ever written you a check and said, here, mom, this is my check of thanks, this is the salary you've earned, and I'm giving it to you. It's just not the way it goes. And for most women, especially women, we've been in the workforce, the workplace somewhere in our lives. And at the end of a week, which was not 24-7, they gave us a check. They gave us a payment, a remuneration for what we have been doing. And here we have these 24-7 children and if you are the mother or father of a small child, an infant child, who is really sapping the life out of you because they want something all the time, and you're training them to not want something all the time, but the training means you're doing something all the time. Well, let me remind you that this is a 25-year-at-minimum investment you're making. You'll never be sorry for it. And I will tell you from long, hard experience with women, thousands of women in my thrilling life of ministry with women particularly, I have had women tell me that it, it, it took longer than 25 years before a child came back and said, gee, mom, that was great. Sometimes they wait till they have their own children and they're beside themselves and they realize that they were the same individual in their mother or father's life. So I want to say to you, good job, well done. I also want to say to you that while you're in the thick of this, while you're in the thick of this, and when do they ever grow up and go away? I don't know. I don't think they ever grow up and go away. And actually, as my daughter got married and she formed her own household and had children, and there were times when I, I, I desperately wanted her to come back because it was such a wonderful thing having the family. And then, and then for a number of years, our daughter and son-in-law and grandchildren lived next door to us and we saw them every day and then they moved away and and 
We were glad they moved away. They were glad they moved away. It was the right thing to do, but we were sad because we missed them. So I promise you, that little two-year-old or four-year-old or 12-year-old will go away most likely someday, and you'll be sad too. But right now, they're just wearing you out. And I came upon this verse a long time ago, but it has come fresh to me. And I, I want to talk to you about a single verse, just a sentence in a single verse. In Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, chapter 6, verse 3. And this verse ends with these words. I am doing a great work and I cannot come now. I am doing a great work, and I cannot come down now. He's doing something so great that something he wanted was being offered to him, and he said, I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Well, I don't know what you know about Nehemiah, it's not a very big book, and I don't know if you know about the major prophets and the minor prophets. If anyone ever says that to you, uh, all they really mean is the major prophets have bigger books. They did more. They lived longer. They had more opportunity. They weren't more major than the minors. The minors just had shorter books, like Haggai uh, or, or Nehemiah, which is only 10 or 12 chapters long hardly one of the major prophets. But Nehemiah is a praying man, and he's been praying for the children of Israel. And he lived in Susa, which is really a, a section that's now Iran. And um, he, he had some brothers and relatives, and he asked them when they came to Susa, how Jerusalem was doing. Now, Jerusalem is in a wreck. Jerusalem, the wall of Jerusalem is broken down. Its gates have been destroyed by fire. And when he heard these words, remember, this was not uh, Instagram culture. It took months for that information to get to him. Who knows how long? I'm positive somebody knows how long, but I don't know how long. When he heard these words, verse 4, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, and this is one of the most powerful prayers you will ever hear in the Bible. O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenants and steadfast love with those who love him and keeps his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray for you, pray to you, before you, day and night, for all your servants, the people of Israel, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both I and my family have sinned. We have offended or sinned against you deeply, failing to keep the commandments the statutes, the ordinances that you commanded to your servant Moses. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses? If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though you are outcasts, are under the furthest skies, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place at which I have chosen to establish my name. 
They are your servants and your people, whom you redeem by great power, your very strong hand. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of the servants who delight in revering in your name. Give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. What is he saying? He's acknowledging everything that the children of Israel have been through and where they are. And and he's praying this prayer because he wants to do something about the news he just heard. And I was thinking about this as I was reading it, actually. We had a recent, in in America, a recent uh, storm, a flooding, um, one of those natural disasters and the community that the disaster happened in was just devastated. And we've heard those things many times. I'm not 21 anymore. I, I've heard a lot of those earthquakes and floods and disasters. I have never, ever wanted to go. But when that happened, something within me, I said to my husband, I want to go down there and help them do whatever I can do. Now, I didn't go, but that's the first and only time I ever felt that way. And it's the first and only time I ever felt like I began to understand what Nehemiah, his beloved city, was now trashed, and the walls have been broken down and destroyed by fire, and he is brokenhearted. And to the Jews, Jerusalem was a very important place. And so this news comes to him, and Nehemiah prays, and then he wants to go to Jerusalem and see what's going on there. And he got up during the night and went with a few men and told them that God had put it on his heart for Jerusalem. And then he goes. Now, Nehemiah is the cupbearer for what's the king's name? Xerxes, I think. I'm not sure about the king's name. But he goes to the king and he says, I, I this what is wrong with you? The king says, you don't feel, he says, I, I want to go there. I want to be appointed and go. It's Artaxerxes is the king's name. I'm just looking here in my Bible. And he had been there for 12 years. And he said he wanted to go to Jerusalem and do what he could do. And you know what the king said? Not only can you go, but I want you to go, and I want you to take my calling card. Here's my, let's see, what's the highest calling card? Probably a black, is it a black American Express, American Express credit card that gets all, whatever you lay down, and a black American Express card will get you. That's what Xerxes gave to Nehemiah. Just go, just go, and do whatever you have to do, be there as long as you have to be there. So they rebuilt the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. But when Sanballat and Tobiah, who were Arabs and Ammonites, they heard they were repairing the wall of Jerusalem, and it was going forward, and the gaps were being repaired, they were upset, and they wanted to fight. And they set a guard the children of Israel set a guard to protect themselves. And they set that guard day and night, and they worked 
all the workers who were rebuilding the world, they worked with one hand with a sword on it and the other hand laying brick or mortar or whatever they were doing to make to rebuild the wall. That's how seriously afraid they were they were and they were trying to protect themselves and they held them off and the generosity of Nehemiah and his work was tremendous. Now when it was reported to Sanballat and Tobiah and to Geshem the Arab and to the rest of the enemies that I had built the wall and there was no gap left in it though up to that time I had not set up the doors in the gate. Sanballat and Geshem said to me, Come and let us meet together in one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they intended to do him harm. So Nehemiah sends back the message I began this time together with you by saying, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. Now, he wanted to get these guys. These guys have been thwarting him and dashing his work and making his work much harder. His work, all of the people were helping him. And and now they invite him. Does he know it's trickery? I don't know. I only know the wall is completed. I only know that in Nehemiah's extreme wisdom about what God had called him to do, go there, take as many people, His king gave him as much money as he could. Everywhere he went, the cedars of Lebanon were available to him. Whatever he needed, whatever he wanted, he could have it to rebuild the city and to rebuild the walls. And now these guys want to meet with him. And he says, I am doing a great work. And that's what I want to say to you. That's that's what this whole time together with you is about. I want to say to you, you are doing a great work. Men and women who choose to bear children, to buy houses and have a mortgage that you're faithfully paying, no matter how hard it is. Men and women who are creating families, as God called us to create families, who are being faithful to one another. I know how hard it is. And these are particularly hard times. But you remember that this earth, this kingdom, is God's kingdom, and He is not absent from all the things that you see going on that are making your days harder. And you know when someone says, hey, let's do this, and you think, I can't, I shouldn't, will you remember my words? The reason why you can't or you shouldn't or you're not going to this time is because you're very busy like Nehemiah was doing a great work, raising another generation, keeping hearth and home and hearts alive, alive in God, alive in your community, wherever you live, however you're trusting on the Father, whatever your particular needs are, what you are laboring in the places that you are suffering, We have suffering. We are called to have suffering. Christ told the disciples, in the world you will have suffering. And that's where we are. But I, Donna Otto, want to say to you on behalf of Modern Homemakers and every person who has done your work at some time in their life and has passed that season and on to something else, 
you are doing a good work and you will have another opportunity to do whatever you think is being invited to you right now and you wish you could say yes to. I understand that. You wish you could. You wish you could go. You wish you could afford to take that or do that or buy this or be gone two nights a week to take a class or be with your girlfriends or play bunko. Doesn't matter. You are doing a great work, and now is not the time, but the time will come. The time will come. And thank you on behalf of myself and everyone in this kingdom who is going to benefit from all you are doing. Thank you. We are Modern Homemakers, and I am Donna Otto. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very, very uncommon day by finishing the tasks that God has given you.